0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. On this segment, in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, trusted estate planning specialist Sherry McMillan explains why good estate planning, which is actually life planning, is so important in these times of economic uncertainty and changes in government.
1: Obviously, when that happens, we all take stock of our lives. And so it's interesting because people would assume that the wealthy group in the community don't do the same, but they do. Um, They really look at what am I doing, what is my purpose, And how should I redesign to go forward if these circumstances continued or remain similar? Um, And how do I weather storms that will occur over my longevity? Because as we live longer and longer today, this past storm we've just come through is not the only one that we're going to experience. It's going to be a repetitive pattern. It's just a matter of how deep and how long and how prolonged those patterns occur each time they happen during the decades ahead when I face my retirement. And so... Many families, I think, have had a a sweet reality check, unfortunately, in this last cycle. And so many families are looking for protective stances that they can take to prolong the wealth that they have and make sure it's stabilized and that it's secure and it's safe for the, all the good work that they want to do in their lifespan with their family and with charity. And people are looking at life a little bit differently. And I think, you know, in all fairness to the generations that came before us, they gave us the building blocks to create affluence. If our grandparents hadn't fought for the freedoms that we have, et cetera, et cetera. And so what we're finding is that families that have created affluence are appreciating that and are grateful for that um, for the generations prior. And so they have a real need to steward their wealth very well. They want to make sure that when they're using it for their retirement phases ahead, that they aren't foolishly setting it up for failure, that they're taking advantages of the appropriate mechanisms that we have in Canada, like trust planning, like protection of principle. Um, These kinds of things become fundamentally important They're also wanting to do something a little more modern as we mentioned in our last segment is that they're wanting to share that with I call it the community and the community can comprise of obviously themselves that they feel that they've worked very diligently to create what they have and so they want to have a good quality of life as let's say a married couple so they want some good trips along the way, they may want some recreational property, they may want to do some of those things in life but also what they want to do is they want to involve their family in those types of events. So you're seeing much more often that wealthy families don't have one property anymore. They have two. They have their home and then maybe their summer home, maybe their cottage on the lake in Ontario, maybe down south in the US if they want to stay warm during the winter. And so what we're seeing is a change in how society operates. We're seeing families actually create memories in these properties. So, you know, it's very common when I'm chatting with families, I'm saying, where are you celebrating Christmas? And it's not necessarily here in Calgary. Um, They may be going south and having all the family come, and they frequently will pay for the entire family to come. They'll pay for their son-in-laws, their grandchildren, and make it quite an event. And so we're seeing memories created with the affluence that we have today, which we didn't have the luxury of doing generations prior because we didn't have this kind of affluence in Canada. So one of the unique parts is making sure that there's a fine balance of how much you share in your lifespan. But depending on how long you live, that you don't leave yourself in a shortfall position. And so there's some really unique techniques that we use in modern planning, Peter, to, to make sure of that. So let's say I have had the good fortune of creating affluence and I'd like to help my two daughters buy a home. Well, my concern, of course, if I'm normal like everyone else in the community is, well, what if my marriages for my two daughters don't work out as well as I would hope and I've helped them buy a home, are they going to lose that value to their new spouse? Well, the answer is yes, if we don't plan properly. And so there's some appropriate techniques that we can put in place. So we can still share that wealth with our children, but what we do instead is we craft a trust for the child and use a promissory note to lend them the money for that particular home. And let's say they are happily married for the rest of their life. Well, it has no bearing. They just go about their business and move forward. But if, however they experience a divorce or a separation, what happens is all that equity as a parent group we've put towards our child's well-being in future, remain with the child. And so they would keep that wealth uh, to move forward in a new relationship or singularly on their own. And so these new techniques that we're using in modern society instead of outright gifts the way we used to are making sure not only are we protecting our bloodline in our own child, but we're protecting our grandchild. And one more really important thing, Peter, is we're not just protecting our bloodline, we're protecting ourselves Because how many 500,000s can you write to help them buy a house? Um, You know, you you want to make sure that your retirement is not being jeopardized by this generosity of sharing in your lifespan. So it's this fine balance that families are striving for in modern society of making sure that they're not waiting until they pass on because they don't reap the benefit of seeing how it blesses their families by sharing it in the now. Now, the other group that we're seeing more and more frequently is um, charities. Charities have come to the forefront. And I think, again, this is because as a community, we've had the blessing of having affluence and we want to share it with purposes that we feel strongly about. And I I do have to say that by time people are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, they have awful lot of life experience and they've been impacted by something in society, whether it be you know some sort of illness, cancer, heart issues, those kinds of things or they've actually been impacted by another community. They've visited and seen how they can help and assist in that community, and so we're seeing a lot of people have the desire to give back to the community in some way or fashion, but something that's really personal to them. Um, You know, I hear frequently when we're in our office that people don't want to just give a check because that doesn't feel the same. They don't know how it impacts, and they're not even sure a lot of it gets to the charity, and that is always a holdback for people. But what they want to do is they want to actually make a difference, and they want to use their life's work to do that. And so there's some beautiful opportunities that we have as families nowadays in order to do that. I mean, we can even create our own charities, which is so unique, Peter, in modern times, and have our family manage those kinds of charities.
0: And, and the beauty of it is that, um, uh, well, right now we have a lot of charities that are really struggling to, to survive. Some wonderful causes in the city, some causes that make the community that much stronger because they're, they've been able over the years to help people who, who need assistance, who are a little less fortunate, who are down on their luck, whatever. Um, and and right now, some of those groups are vulnerable and need the kind of help that a planned contribution gift, um, uh, be it be it dollars or be it something else, uh, can can really bring some value to some very worthy agencies in our midst.
1: That's right. And one of the really unique um, opportunities that we have when we're planning charitable work in our estate is. Sometimes by doing charitable work in our estate, we forego taxes we would have paid, but we don't actually have less by doing so. So this may sound a little bit peculiar, but if I owed, you know, a million dollars of tax and I do some philanthropic work in my estate, I don't longer owe that million dollars of tax. And yet I still have the same amount of money, but I got to direct where that million dollars went and create a purpose with it.
0: Sherry McMillan concludes today's program with these timely thoughts about the real purpose of
1: estate planning. It's about our family, and this is the time of year that we think about that quite a bit. And I want to assure families in the community that if you have an issue or two within your family, that makes you absolutely normal. And be assured... That there are wonderful opportunities in Canada for us to safeguard ourselves as families to make sure that the wealth is utilized in the manner and the fashion to protect ourselves and give us security as families that we deserve and are entitled to. And so we use tools like trust planning, like uh, promissory notes, like guidance in a trust to help a child that has mental illness, um, like You know, potentially recovery for somebody suffering an addiction. So one of the unique soft parts about an estate plan is people always think about it as a tax design or a legal design. And I'm not suggesting for a second that that's not part of the plan, but the drive of a plan is always family. How do we protect the family and the needs of that particular family to make sure we are safeguarding that wealth for their elder care as they go through their retirement phases of life into the next generation and potentially when wealthy families are giving contemplation to their modern plans today they're even contemplating grandchildren now and so we're talking about three generations of planning not one.
0: Macmillan Estate Planning for Generations to Come. Our thanks to Sherry McMillan for sharing her estate planning wisdom with us on the program today. The next McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar will be presented Wednesday evening, November 30th. We welcome you to register online, McMillanEstate.com, As well, you can register by calling McMillan during office hours, 403-266-6464.
1: This is The Strong Room.